Hey y'all, it's Jenna, your host of Should've Been a Cowgirl. We will be here on Rural Radio every Sunday afternoon. Today we have Jenna LeMaster stopping by the studio, and we have an interview with her on growing up in the rodeo world, being a cowgirl, her time in Nashville, and what it takes to be a songwriter. You know, there I was, little rodeo kid with some songs that I had written that were terrible, and they were like, hey, you know what? You got a dream? Go figure out how to chase it. So... One thing led to another, and I ended up meeting with a producer out there, and he kind of explained to me, you know, if you want to, if you really want to chase this, you're going to have to move to Nashville, and you're going to have to start co-writing, and I didn't really know what any of this meant, but the cutting horse trainer that I worked for in Salina, Texas, was, he always kind of encouraged me, like, man, you really ought to think about going to Nashville and seeing what you can do there, and I think... That was his nice way of saying, you're not going to be a professional athlete for forever, (laughs) so find find something new. (laughs) That was a clip from our interview with Jenna LeMaster coming later this hour, and y'all are going to want to stick around for that. We're also going to talk about what's packed for Zima Fest coming up in Nashville this week. It's going to be hot. You're going to want to pack comfy shoes. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Wear plenty of sunscreen. Drink plenty of water. Liquid IV. Liquid IV. If you want to splurge. If you're on Broadway, do not get roped into buying two pairs of cowboy boots for the price of one or three for two or whatever it is. They're going to hurt your feet. Because you have to break them (laughs) in. You have to break them in. They don't just come broke in. You're going to want to, you know, wear your comfy tennis shoes, maybe some flip-flops, something like that to get around because there's going to be a lot of walking. I would go check out some new artists. I know Old Red has a Spotify house. My friend Ian Munsick is playing there. I am excited to see Cody Johnson Friday night at Nissan Stadium. I know he'll be bringing some cowboy country to the scene. I'm excited to see a cowboy hat at Nissan. And I'm actually going to Geotas, the new soccer stadium, the night before CMA for Shania Shania Twain Twain and Kelsey Ballerini. Mm -hmm. Shania Twain was my first concert ever when I was like six years old. I have never seen Shania Twain. My mom and her best friend Nancy took me and my older sister, and it was the tour where they carried Shania around on the um, this like wooden platform. There's like four buff guys, and my mom almost caught her denim jacket, but didn't. But I mean, that's a pretty good first concert to go to. Yeah, if you are going to the Shania Twain concert, just know there is like no parking at Geodis. <laughs> so if you are going, if you're in the Nashville area before CMA Fest, Uber. All right, y'all. Every week, we're going to feature a few new songs that came out the previous Friday. We love New Cowboy Country, and we have a playlist on Spotify called New Cowboy Country. You can search it on Spotify. Cowgirl Club is where you can find it. We're going to feature two or three new releases and introduce you guys to some new music. So this past Friday, one of my good friends, Corey Kent, released his first album, Blacktop. We're huge fans of Corey, have been for years features his hit single wild as her which y'all have probably heard we love it and then flipping the switch jelly roll released his album and i know my dad's gonna be a huge fan of that one (laughs) but we love jelly roll story and i believe he has a new documentary out on hulu as well y'all should check out his story is inspiring and then throwback lone star re-released their album they've been remastering it and you know if you grew up on lone star in the 2000s early 2000s you can hear amazed and all their other hits on that album 
So what do you think about Kimberly Perry's <laughs> grand return to the stage of country music? I mean, I'm a little scared. <laughs> why, why scared, Jenna? You know, they've been all over the place. I'm not sure why she's coming back. When was the last time that the band Perry released their last country album? Last country album? Unsure. It's been a while because they went like, I don't even know what you call the kind of music they went. I'm not sure either, but I loved, I loved the band Perry in their prime. I loved yeah. If I Die Young and Better Dig 2 was a great song and Done was a good song. Yeah. I mean, they, they've had good songs and then I feel like they rebranded five times and now I'm confused of who they are but or where they went. But she's always had an amazing voice. I love Kimberly Perry's voice and she did a If I Die Young Part 2. Yes. Which I've listened to and you can go listen for yourself. It's pretty much the same song and melody with different lyrics. Yes. I think like If I Die Young... It's like the opposite. <laughs> if I die old? If I die if, old. If I live like, old? Like I, want, I want to die old. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure if that's what it's supposed to be. But yeah. um, I only listened to it once. Yeah, I didn't quite understand it. I liked it, though, because, you know, it just took me back to the other one. Yeah. First version. But she has a whole album coming out in a week. So, yes, we'll see. Be on the lookout. Can't Be on the lookout. We'll see what we'll see what they've got to. She has to offer. The brothers are no longer in the band. You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl on Rule Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Now here's your host, Jenna Heidemer. So we are here with Janela Master, and she is country, but mostly Western, a Northern California native, a songwriter, and an artist. She grew up a cowboy kid on the rodeo circuit, eventually moved to Texas, where she competed in barrel racing and played for Cowboy Church. And now she lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She's the real deal cowgirl and everything I aspire to be. Welcome to the show, Jenna. That was quite <laughs> the intro, Jenna. You know, <laughs> well, this is the first, first episode of should have been a cowgirl and it couldn't be more fitting to have a real cowgirl also named jenna on here well i am so excited thank you so much for asking me to be here it is an honor and hey anytime we get to talk about cowboys rodeos country oh, music sign me up yeah okay well let's just get into things where did you grow up and how did you get started in the cow cowboy world I grew up in a town called Placerville, California, um, Northern California between Sacramento and Tahoe in the foothills out there. And um, yeah, I grew up on a 60 acre ranch that backed up to National Forest. I think there was 15,000 acres of National Forest, so um, I didn't know what neighbors were growing up. <laughs> But I had siblings that were triplets, and we started competing when I was eight years old. I guess my aunt is the one who introduced us to the rodeo world. She competed. And no, wait, wait, wait. Are you a triplet? I am not. Okay. I am the little sister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. But our aunt, she competed um, in rodeo. She barrel raced in college, and... She introduced our family to that. My dad said it all started with a free horse. 
and it wasn't the it wasn't free. free. Yeah, no, was not free for long. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so you grew up in California, and yes. then you made the move to Texas. Made the move to Texas. So I grew up. Um, I guess I was in California till I turned eighteen, and it was at that point we had kind of climbed the ranks from junior rodeo to high school rodeo and decided to try rodeoing on the professional level. So we decided to move to Texas to be more centrally located and just have more opportunity. Um, Cowboy country is, is beautiful in Northern California, but there was just better opportunities living out of Texas. So both me and my sister moved and competed for a while out there. And goodness, <laughs> where did you end up in Texas? So I kind of hopped around. We started in a town called Grandview, which okay. is south of Fort Worth. And then we moved um, up north a little bit to a town called Salina. I was working for a cutting horse trainer out there. And then spent a little time in Buffalo, which is in East Texas. Oh, you were all over the place. I know. Hot dang. I've been everywhere. (laughs) So what goes into being a barrel racer? Like how much training? What are you doing every day? Are you training the horses? Are you training yourself? That's a great question. (laughs) Honestly, all. All All of it. it. Um. I'm so grateful to have been raised in that environment because, you know, it it takes a lot. It takes a lot of mental stamina, physical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, it really is a lifestyle. So mm-hmm. much goes into caring for your horses, getting up, feeding, mucking stalls, making sure that they are in shape and legged up and ready to go compete, making sure that you're in the right mindset to go compete. I mean, you're an athlete, your horse is an athlete, so doing everything in preparation to make sure that you guys are competing to your best ability. I mean, it's, you you give it your all. Yeah. It's such a cool sport that I did not grow up around. There was no rodeos in central Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. So I didn't really experience this until I went to NFR for the first time a few years ago. And I was like, what is this world? It's kind of crazy. It almost kind of mirrors the music industry a little bit. It's just not as popular. It's not as famous. But it's such a strong community and following. And like the girls from... I don't even know. Texas knew all the girls from Oklahoma, knew all the girls from California. Yep. And they all knew each other just from the rodeo circuit, I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. You put everything you have in a horse trailer and you travel across the country, especially on the pro circuit. It kind of moves in a big circle around the U.S. all year long. So you see a lot of the same people at different rodeos and it's like, hey, where were you last night? And you travel, you're in a new place every day. Oh my gosh. Did you ever win like a buckle or like something big? Yes. Um, I won a lot of junior buckles and stuff. Um, once I kind of made the leap on to the pro circuit, I did a lot less winning. <laughs> 
a little more competition. Tough pill to swallow. <laughs> is <but> that <laughs> is that when you decided to pick up a, a guitar? You know, um, where did where did music come into play? It was kind of crazy. I grew up singing in church, but it was never really a you know a thought in my mind that I could ever do that. You know, for a living, I just there wasn't much opportunity where I was raised, but. Grew up singing in church, and then when we went on the road, they would have these cowboy church services for the contestants. And whether we were at a rodeo or a jackpot or whatever, they would have these church services, and a lot of times they wouldn't have any worship beforehand. And I was like, you know what? I'll learn to play the guitar. <laughs> like, how hard can it be? And um, so I, I just started learning, and man then woof didn't stop everything unfolded but you know i kind of became the girl with the guitar and the horse trailer so every time there was a fire after the roadie or whatever it's like hey go grab your guitar and play something oh my gosh what did you start learning to play like what were your go-tos or what did you grow up on well um i tell this story a lot because it really does define um why I make music the way I do and we spent a lot of time in the truck when we were little and my siblings are triplets so it was tight quarters <laughs> in the truck okay all these little kids and I think my dad got tired of hearing us say turn on this turn on no I want to listen to this you know just bickering in the back seat and he said okay we have two cds in the truck we have George Strait's 50 number one hits, and we have Garth Brooks' greatest hits. Well, you grew up on some good music. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think for the first 10 years of my life, that was all I listened to. And, again, I'm just so grateful because I got to grow up on such great country music. Like, yeah. great songs. I mean, obviously, all hit songs. Um, and just, you know, I kind of learned from the best. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I look back now and you, you can, you know, you have those songs from the nineties that everyone still knows. And I think what songs will last today, 20 That's years, 30 years question. from now? Yeah. Like, did they know at the time that these were going to like, we were still going to be seeing Jody Messina or Shania Twain or I don't know. Crazy. Crazy. It's amazing what a song can do. It is. I think that's a song, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were in Texas rodeoing. Yes. Picked up a guitar. Yes. And did you start, you know, experimenting in Texas, playing the honky-tonks down there? Or did you just make the jump to Nashville? I really mainly focused on... Um, playing at Cowboy Church and then just dove into country music on my own. I started kind of writing songs. And at that point in my life, um, I wasn't competing very well. And rodeo is a very blue-collar sport. It's a pay-to-play sport. So when you're not winning, you're not making money. And I just kind of felt like my passion for it was dying mm -hmm. and you know I I had this new outlet of playing music and it it really took over like whoo took over and um 
I ended up moving back home to Northern California. And once I got there, I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And I ended up telling my parents, hey, I've written some songs. Like, you want to hear them? And they're like, sure, play them. And so I played them for them. They were like, oh, my goodness, these are amazing. Looking they, back now, do you still think they were good songs? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, absolute <laughs> trash. But, you know, my parents always supported their kids. Um, and I think that's really special because they always gave wings to our dreams. No matter how crazy they sounded, they always supported it. So, you know, there I was little rodeo kid with some songs that I had written that were terrible. And they were like, Hey, you know what? You got a dream, go figure out how to chase it. So one thing led to another and I ended up meeting with a producer out there and he kind of explained to me, you know, if you want to, if you really want to chase this, you're going to have to move to Nashville and you're going to have to start co-writing. And I didn't really know what any of this meant, but the cutting horse trainer that I worked for in Salina, Texas, was he always kind of encouraged me, like, man, you really ought to think about going to Nashville and seeing what you can do there. And I think that was his nice way of saying, you're not going to be a professional athlete for forever. <laughs> go, so go find, find something new. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. I ended up calling him and was like, okay, I think, I think I'm actually going to move to Nashville and he said well call this lady named Barbara she has um, a cutting horse ranch in town and you might be able to get a job working there I called Barbara gave her my spiel I'm moving to town I need to find a job one thing led to another and I found out once I moved here and got the job that Barbara was Kix Brooks's wife of Brooks and Dunn what a small world such a small that's world. crazy and so, of course, I was a massive Brooks oh and Dunn gosh. fan. And um, that was kind of my intro into meeting people in Nashville. I didn't know anyone when I moved. And um, I worked for the head trainer there. And, you know, that's that's a pretty a pretty good job as far as... You're going to put in a lot of hours and you're going to work real hard. I think I worked six to seven days a week, 12 to 14 hour days. And how did you balance that with songwriting then? In the beginning, it was a little rough. Yeah. Again, I was still trying to figure out, okay, I moved here to do music, but here I am on the ranch all day, every day. And, you know, I was going out to writer's nights in town mm -hmm. and in the summer we would start work around two in the morning because it was so hot and the horses and cattle got sour and um there was a lot of times that I went to riders nights and went to try to meet people and introduce myself and then go straight to work oh and my gosh it was a little crazy so I had a moment where I was like okay lord I don't know what I'm supposed to do I don't feel right leaving there's not a lot of people that could fill my position there but I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it wasn't long after that I got bucked off and stomped on and I broke my elbow. Well, there was your sign. And there it was. <laughs> I mean, in the moment I was like, seriously? 
But looking back, I'm like, oh, that was so God's way of being like, no, if you're not, if you're not going to leave there, I'll, um, yeah. I'll make you leave. Yeah. And that kind of threw me into really getting connected with writers, started songwriting, um, kicks. I hadn't really gotten to know that well at that point, but he came to me and he was like, you know what? I've seen your work ethic. And he's like, when I first moved to town, I had to sweep floors to make ends meet. And I know that you can't be at the farm full time anymore, but if you'd like, I'd like to offer you a job um, as a personal assistant. And that was such a blessing. Amazing. I just cannot say enough good things about him and his family and his whole crew of people around him. And, you know, that helped support me to get Mm -hmm. to where I was going. And he was so kind when I signed my first publishing deal, he helped me look over all the contracts and it was just, it was such a blessing to have somebody who had already been down that road to kind of help guide me through it. Yeah. So you get a publishing deal. Yes. For those listening, what is a publishing deal and what does that enti- like entail? So a publishing deal, I guess, means that I get to call myself a, a professional songwriter now. It's where I get paid to write songs. Um. My publisher publishes all the songs that I write, so they keep track of our calendar, our schedule, who we're writing with. Um, for those of you listening that don't know anything about the songwriting world, it's kind of a little bit like a normal job. Not totally, but um, we pretty much, if we're in town, we're booked Monday through Friday mm-hmm. with different writers in town most of the songs that you'll hear on the charts have been co-written so that involves um our publishers getting together and working with everyone's schedules and there's usually two three four of us in a room every day writing songs so every monday through friday that's what we're doing that's crazy i don't know how you guys are so creative and come in with ideas every single day to be honest, I don't think we know either. Just come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys sit down and start talking and something comes up and you're just... Literally every single different way you can think of is how it, it happens. Some days you walk in and you have a melody and it's like, man, what are the words that want to go with this? Some day you come in with a lyric. Some days you come in with a hook. Some days you just come in and you have nothing. and You hope someone else in the room does. Yes. And an idea drops from the sky. and Okay, so you have a pub deal, and yes. you've gotten some cuts. Yes. Now, what is a cut? For those listening. So a cut is um, it's where another artist has recorded a song that you have written. Um, so I've been very grateful. I had my first couple major label cuts on an artist named Ashlyn Craft. She's an incredible artist. You guys need to go listen to her, listen to her records. She just, woof, she's great. Um, but her, Casey Tindall, Dylan Marlowe, mm-hmm. Farron Rachels, got some more in the works that I probably can't talk about yet. Hot dang. I know. We got more coming. <laughs> I'm excited. That's I'm so, so exciting. Excited. I feel like usually as a songwriter, once you get that first cut, it just keeps rolling into more opportunities and more cuts happening down the road. Absolutely. It totally does. It it um 
kind of gives you some credibility to what you're doing. I mean, we write we write a lot of songs, and not all of them get to see the light of day. So, do you have any songs in your pocket that you're either saving for yourself or that you know still have a life that have been sitting there for a while? I do actually. Um, we've started the process of working on my first record. <gasps> I'm very, very That's so excited. excited. So I've saved a few for that, and then, you know, sometimes you just, either a new artist comes along or a song was hidden in a drawer in a chest somewhere, and you pull it out, and you're like, you know what? That would work for so-and-so, and you kind of shake the dust off and get it back out there. Yeah, get it back out. Now, working on your own album, are you going into writer's rooms and writing for yourself now? More often? Um, it's a mix. So I guess the easiest way to say it is when you walk into a writer's room, you never really know what you're going to get. It's it's different every day. I usually know pretty quickly if this if the song that we've started feels like something that I want for my record. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very particular about what songs I want. Um, and so you kind of get started an I- on an idea and sometimes it goes that way and sometimes it doesn't. So I know now after being here six or seven years, I think I've been in town, um, I've kind of put together a group of co-writers that I I pretty much know when I get together with them we're able to get something for get something. me. Now, are you are you more cowgirl country? Are we gonna get some of that cowboy, cowboy feel? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's definitely who I am. So I think that will definitely come through my music. I just really the artists that I loved, mm-hmm. they were just so honest in their music. So whether that's cowboy language, it, it I was just always drawn to people like Liam Womack, Patty Loveless, Reba, people that you know weren't afraid to tell the truth. Yeah, and you hear it in their music sonically. Um, any singers that sing with a lot of emotion, I'm I'm drawn. That kind of music moves me. And so if it moves me, hopefully it moves other people. And that's kind of, that's what I want to continue doing. Awesome. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to have you play a song. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right, we're back. Should have been a cowgirl with Janela Master, and she's going to play us one of her cuts. I am. Um, I guess I'll play you my first major label cut. Uh, It's a song called Your Mama Still Does. And when I first moved to town, everybody said, write what you know. And I felt like I knew a lot. Um, But it took me a minute to figure out what that meant. And something that helped me get there was I got a text from my ex's mama. And she said, I just want to let you know that I've been thinking about it and I've been praying about it. And I just feel like yours and my son's story isn't over yet. 
And I didn't have the heart to tell her, I don't know who you've been praying to because God told me <laughs> to run a long time ago. But I thought it was it was kind of funny that I never heard from him after we broke up, but I still hear from his mama. Now, does his does his mama know the songs about her? Um, you know, I feel like a woman always knows. <laughs> We haven't talked about it, but I've seen her like a few posts. Um, <laughs> so thank you. You know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> her son was a team roper, so I'm going to guess that. Oh, gosh. I'm going to guess that she listens to some RFD. Some rural radio. Some rural radio. Some serious XM radio. <laughs> this song is called Your Mama Still Does. Thought we had a good thing going Kinda had a ring to it I thought if anybody ever could have made it to forever That me and you could do it And I ain't the only one Holding on Hoping you'll change your mind But you don't even think about picking up the phone You don't even think about saying you were wrong You don't even one me and you Hell, I bet you don't even think about that No, you don't even call me Saying you're sorry and you messed up But your mama still does It's usually about twice a week After one of her five o'clock drinks We talk about the weather and the news Try not to, but we talk about you And you don't even think about picking up the phone You don't even think about saying you were wrong You don't even miss one me and you had Hell, I bet you don't even think about that No, you don't even call me saying you're sorry and you messed up Yeah, but your mama still does You don't even think about picking up the phone You don't even think about saying you were wrong You don't even miss one man you had Hell, I bet you don't even think about that No, you don't even call me saying you're sorry and you messed up No, you don't even call me saying you're sorry and you messed up but your mama still does Yeah, boy, your mama still does Your mama still does Woo! <laughs> Thank you. I love that song. I actually saw Ashlyn Craft sing that at CMA Fest last year. She was oh. playing the stage in front of Bridgestone. Yes! Heck Girl, yeah. I was at that show. What? Yes. Hot dang. So great. Ashlyn absolutely kills it. Luckily, she had a ex's mama like I did, and so she related to it and 
cut it and put it on her first record. I've never had someone's mom like me that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to believe. <laughs> Come on. Oh my gosh. Okay, so speaking of CMA Fest, CMA Fest is happening this weekend in Nashville. It is. Do you have any tips for anyone coming to town or anyone that you're dying to go see? Um, Tips for everybody coming in town. Drink lots of water. Wear comfy shoes. Wear comfy shoes. It's it going to be hot. It is hot outside. Everybody's dehydrated. But um, besides that, it is absolutely incredible. Nashville you know, turns into country music heaven and you can see country music everywhere on every street. Literally everywhere. It's so much fun. Um, a show that I'm really excited about is one that Marty Stewart is playing. He always starts the week off. He plays a show at the Ryman that he calls the late night jam. Oh, that's cool. And him and his band play, and he asked Jake Worthington to be his special guest this year. Oh my gosh, Jake Worthington is like a human jukebox from the 80s. He's incredible. <laughs> he's a he's a good buddy of mine, and Marty asked him to play a song that me, him, and Jake wrote together. Oh my gosh, it's so, so exciting. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm going to go to that one and... And watch Jake play the Ryman for the first time. That'll be oh my gosh! I've seen Jake around for years in the Texas scene, and it's been so cool to see him release his first album. It is inspiring for, I feel like for everybody, but especially for um, this community to have something be so country and be so so, country, so authentic and. He's incredible. So you guys be sure to go see awesome. him. You got his hat on right now. It says Tonk. I, I do. <laughs> Come on. A little Tonk. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's hear one of your songs. Okay. Let's see what you've got coming up. So this next song is a song that's going to be coming out on my project. I'm very excited about. And, um, you know, when I was going through my catalog, I've been here a minute so I have a lot of songs to choose from but this song always kind of stuck out to me and something that I loved about country music and songwriting and artists is that you're a storyteller and you get to tell you get to tell people's stories and um like I said before country music has always been honest and it's always told the truth and sometimes that's not very pretty and, um, you know, sometimes it's not the glamorous story to tell, but it's how we kind of relate and we've all been going through the same things and we're all trying to figure out what life's about and how to live it well. And, um, when I went, when I was trying to decide of all the people that inspire me a lot, it's, it's usually people that have been drinking and it's not just Amen. it's not just because they're ha- there to have a good time but it's because they are usually pretty honest yes and so that's what inspired this song and um yeah it's a song called drunk thoughts Probably ought to be settled down by now 
probably should have made it farther than this town I'm young enough to want to chase something new I'm old enough to know I'm gonna have to make do Drunk thoughts, sober truth I wish I didn't want another cigarette I wish I would have bought another bottle of red Yeah, I'm a long, long way from the girl I met But at least I don't got a whole lot to lose Drunk thoughts, sober truth Yeah, I'm just drinking cause I'm lonely I'm just lonely cause you're gone You're just gone because I can't keep a good thing around too long And I'm thinking in the morning that I'll still be missing you I wish he wasn't lying there in my bed I wish it didn't scare me half to death And every time I try to love someone new I wind up sitting here wishing it was you Why can't he be you? Yeah, I'm just drinking cause I'm lonely I'm just lonely cause you're gone You're just gone because I can't keep a good thing around too long And I'm thinking in the morning that I'll still be missing you Truth, drunk thoughts, sober truth. I probably ought to be settled down by now. I probably should have made it farther than this. I love that, and I love your voice. Yeah, thank you. You can hear a lot of that Leanne Womack influence Mm -hmm. in that. There's no higher compliment than that. I'll take it. Beautiful. Oh my gosh! Do you have a release date? I don't have any release release date set, but if you guys follow me on any social media, I'll be sure to I'll be sure to keep you posted. Yes, and speaking of socials, I will say one thing. I love your is it Saturday morning coffee playlist? (gasps) Yes, (laughs) I love it. Jenna, oh, thank yeah. you. Um, now it's Sunday afternoon right now. What five songs would you put on your Sunday afternoon playlist? Oh goodness, what five songs? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me think here. I'm gonna hate myself in the morning. Liam Womack, oh, we already okay. brought her up. Um, State You Left Me and Jake Worthington, so good. Let's go. Um, oh wow, I'm so put on the spot. Uh. 
Dance with the Devil by Ashlyn Craft because, you know, I wrote it. So shameless plug there. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, Run, George Strait, one of my all-time favorite songs ever. And for the fifth one. Hmm. Let's choose. Let's do place for me. Casey Tyndall and Dylan Marlowe. Heck yeah. That's that's a good five. Solid five. Thank you. Now, if people want to go follow you on socials, yes. where can they follow you? They can get the Saturday morning coffee Saturday playlist. Saturday morning coffee playlist. I'll post <laughs> it every Saturday. I'm telling y'all, it's something to look forward to. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's pretty easy to find. Gentle Master. It's L-A-M-A-S-T-E-R. Um, but I should be on, should be on all those places, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You do the TikTok? I do the TikTok. It's 2023, I guess. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for being our first guest on Should Have Been a Cowgirl. Thank you so much for having me. I have loved this. You are the cowgirl Jenna I inspire to be. Oh, (laughs) man. Stop. Keep going, though. Keep going. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank we'll you so much. We'll have to ride horses sometimes. Let's go. Next week on Should Have Been a Cowgirl, we have my friend Ross Cooper stopping by the studio to sing one of his songs, Cowboy Things. This song is called Cowboy Things. So, Philip Lamons wrote this song, and he is one of those phenomenal songwriters that probably the best songs he writes are by himself. And that was always the goal for me too. But Mm -hmm. my father-in-law had been sending me the song for like months, maybe years. And, uh, hoping that I would listen to it and want to cut it. And then I was so hard headed at the time and I still am. Uh, but I was so hard headed that I was like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't really cut outside songs. Uh, You know, my, the songs I, I cut are my songs. Um, and then I finally listened to it, and I remember, you know, hollering at my father-in-law and being like, hey, I'm so sorry. You were right. This song is amazing. Um, you know, this is the type of song that I hope to be writing when I have, you know, the thousands upon thousands of reps that Philip does. And also it kind of hit me that sometimes – the best songs don't always have an avenue to get heard, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was really honored that Philip, uh, you know, let me cut this song. So it's the only song that I've recorded that I didn't write. Awesome. Yeah. Just can't find the will. Then he closed.
closes his eyes And he dreams of cowboy things He's on a high desert plain Hands red from the rains Outside of Taos, New Mexico Driving a white-faced herd with barely a word Cause good cows seem to know where to go And on the bedside table He rolls a cigarette He says, after 80 years now They ain't killed me yet Then he closes his eyes And he drinks of cowboy things Now he's dressed up like a dandy And he tells me He's heading to the dance hall tonight he says, partner, could you help me pull my boots on? And if you don't mind, turn out that light. And then a rainwater tear starts running down his cheek. From the corner of his eye. Like the coolies and riverbeds He's known down through the years Looks like this one might be running dry Then the little lights in his room They all start flashing red And everybody's scrambling Round his hospital bed Then he glows his eyes and he dreams of cowboy things then he closes his eyes and he dreams of cowboy things well he ropes and he rides sitting way up high on sixteen hands of Palomino Man. Thank you all for tuning in to Should Have Been a Cowgirl. My name's Jenna. I'll be your host every week. You can follow along on socials. On Instagram, I'm at cowgirl.jenna. The show is at Cowgirl Club Podcast. And be sure to check us out on Spotify. We have playlists for y'all. We got new cowboy country. We got old cowboy country. We got my current roundup of my favorite country songs, and that's all going to be under Cowgirl Club on Spotify. And be sure to go and follow Jenna LaMaster as well and all of our guests that we have week after week on Should Have Been a Cowgirl. I'm your producer, Freeman Arthur. Feel free to follow me as well, especially if you like the pedal steel guitar. I have a decent <laughs> TikTok following. That's at Freeman Arthur. He is a superstar. Yes, Freeman spelled like Morgan Freeman. Arthur spelled like the Art of Arc. I'm Jenna Heideman, and I should have been a cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs>